Some of New Zealand's holiday hotspots could be at risk this summer as a heavy reliance on volunteer firefighters puts the country's rural communities on notice. Newsable can exclusively reveal the total number of volunteers across the country has stayed stagnant in recent times, even as parts of the country's population grows. And while that alone isn't raising alarm bells, there are fears some regions could face an uphill battle if a big blaze hits. There's a a huge life risk in in a place like Queenstown, especially with all the transient migratory workers that are working down there and living down there and living in houses that of, you know, between eight and 16 people in one house, which is a recipe for disaster, really. That's Ian Wright, the union boss for career firefighters, telling it like it is. Also not mincing his words is Fire and Emergency Deputy National Commander Brendan Nally. You know, it's easy for me to sit here and look at the national number and say, well, that's about right. But the real picture is, is that there are some brigades, and it tends to be in our more isolated communities, that are struggling for numbers. And on the website for New Zealand's fire service, the ever-present push for volunteers is clear. There's a registration link and a video showing everyday Kiwis kitting up in thick fireproof gear, helmets and carrying oxygen tanks. Figures obtained by staff under the Official Information Act show a stocktake of volunteer firefighters last year put the number of staff at 11,700. Although not by much, and those we've talked to say the figures only tell one side of the story, that's the lowest since 2018. Here's Brendan Nally again. There are some stations, there are some communities around the place where the numbers are low, there's no doubt about it. Tom Thompson fights fires on the front line. He's been doing it for more than a decade. I'm, I'm, I'm deputy controller at Mutnau Rural Fire, um, about halfway between Christchurch and Kokoro. His job has evolved over time. Now medical incidents, car crashes and severe weather events are all part and parcel of the gig. One of his team even has a commercial boat used for marine rescue. Thompson tells me things could get testing this summer, although in his neck of the woods, he says it would be impractical to have career firefighters stationed on all the time. North Canterbury is one of the pinch points in terms of climate change. Um, we, We do get some very, very hot seasons and and we are certainly looking at one right now. We're under no illusions this is going to be a bad one, but to have someone in our area who's sitting in a fire station waiting for the next call, it, it, it's it's ludicrous to be fair. It, it's just not going to happen. No, there's no way that could happen. Meanwhile, further down the South Island, Ian Wright reckons tourist hotspot Queenstown could do with some help. You've got a, a burgeoning population there with a lot of uh, property value and it would be nice to have some assurity around some sort of response because volunteering by nature they're not on station it just takes a little bit more time for them to get to the station whereas a career firefighter uh, crew would be down there automatically. Other areas facing staffing challenges include Northland and Tairawhiti Gisborne both hit hard by wild weather earlier this year. According to the head of the Volunteers Union, Bill Bootsbach, the key to keeping people on side is support from the top. Fire and emergency and the government really need to invest in managing their expectations through good training, good equipment, you know, those sorts of things will keep them there. If they don't get those things, they're not going to volunteer. I think that's the issue. If you look after the volunteers, they'll keep showing the love. If you don't, they won't.
and then we'll be in trouble. But it's not just money and resourcing that's the problem. New Zealand's fire service has faced years of scrutiny, with one report showing it had fallen short in attempts to improve workplace culture and another finding its training programme lacked purpose. Bill Bootsbach himself has been the centre of sexual misconduct and bullying allegations, including an inquiry that was dropped, with the volunteers' union saying complainants disagreed with the terms of reference. The chief executive of the volunteer fire sexual harassment and bullying has been dropped by from several years ago. So I put that to Bootsbach. Is he, or was he part of the problem? No. Although I've unsubstantiated allegations, and um, I'm still here, and I, um, I'm not really gonna, I don't want to pursue this much more, really. Can I just ask, though, just given the allegations, would you say that you're fit to hold the role you're in now? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and you maintain that those allegations are unsubstantiated? Yes, I do. And and there have been a number of reports as well that have indicated that that Fens potentially still has has culture issues. Do you notice that or see that at all? I wish I did because of the nature of our work, but, you know, it's, it's, it's an ongoing issue, but it's societal. You know, the, the things that happen in Fens, I see mimicked out there in the community anyway, and it just happens as a particular focus on Fens. Um, but the thing to focus on now is actually improving that, and I think that the priority that the Fens board have set, the priority that my organisation has set in working closely with Fens on improving that, you know, that culture, uh, it's, it's going to be a, a generational thing. And um, it's about moving forward and getting it sorted. And just lastly, would you say that you personally have always upheld the standards of, of workplace culture in your role? Absolutely. I pride myself in my professionalism. I've uh, achieved a great deal in my 47-year career within the fire emergency centre and I plan to continue until I retire. And you hand on heart, you did nothing wrong? Did nothing wrong. And, uh, but, you know... There'll be, there's the critics out there and the haters and uh, see, yeah, the thing about, I don't want to go too deeply into this, but the thing I've noticed is that, um, you know, once allegations are made, you're never clear. You're never clear. People will always believe what they want to believe and listen to what they want to hear and the power of social media these days, uh, you haven't got a hope really. Brenda Nally from Fire and Emergency accepts the organisation's not always got things right, but he is positive things are on the up. There are some challenges. Um, in some places, they're more than a challenge. So, you know, they, they're, um, they're an embarrassment. What is it about those areas of systemic, I guess, problems or culture issues that, that make it, in your well, words, embarrassing? I'm overwhelmingly positive and proud of this organisation, so... Whenever there's any indication of anyone's fallen short of that standard, I find that personally embarrassing. That turn of phrase was meant to reflect um, our commitment and desire to, to to meet those standards that we set and that New Zealanders um, New Zealanders demand of us. And sometimes we have met them. So if, if someone's out there listening and they kind of think about becoming a volunteer firefighter, can you guarantee their safety? No. So what I can guarantee you is, is that our volunteers wear a really high level of PPE, the same as what our career firefighters wear. Well, I can guarantee you that we give them very high quality training and I can guarantee them that our, our leadership is absolutely focused on their safety. 
but it would be insane of me to guarantee that everyone is safe all the time. We are an emergency response organisation. It is our job to go and help Kiwis when they're in trouble. And you don't get in trouble in nice, safe situations. Fire and emergency remains tucked into the broad internal affairs portfolio next to bits and bobs like passports and the pokies and it's newly held by Minister Brooke Van Velden. So I made my way to the Beehive to ask her if putting out fires is high on her work programme. Um, and I will just get you to say your name and the new job you're doing. Uh, Brooke Van Velden, I'm the new Minister for Workplace Relations and Safety. And internal affairs. And internal affairs. My apologies. <laughs> do you think career firefighters can do their job effectively without volunteers? Look, I think the um, fire and emergency system in New Zealand has worked very well over the last few years, and we are very much committed to the volunteer workforce within fire and emergency. It wouldn't work without our volunteers. My understanding, talking to FENS, is that we do have a good number of volunteers and the right number for the coverage that we need around the country. Uh, so I feel absolutely assured that we have the right level of volunteer firefighters to keep ourselves safe this summer. Do you think that there is an argument to be made to, to diversify the spread of career firefighters? One example that was raised um, with me, as well as Northland Tairawhiti, uh, is Queenstown, for example, sort of uh, quite burgeoning sort of population there. A lot of migrant workers as well living in kind of close quarters. Is there an argument to be made that in those kinds of areas that you go, hmm, maybe we do stand up some career firefighters there? Oh, look, that's a question that... Um I'll take to FENS to ask whether or not they believe they're comfortable with the level of career firefighters. Uh, but my understanding, talking, bearing in mind I've been in the job for three weeks, uh, talking with uh, fire and emergency is that the volunteer system has served us incredibly well. Have you had conversations about workplace culture or about the work that is ongoing? And are you confident that that is being addressed or has been addressed? I feel assured from my conversations with Fire and Emergency New Zealand uh, that everybody is on the same page where we must have a good workplace culture for our career firefighters and our volunteers, where everybody feels respected and has dignity um, at Fire and Emergency New Zealand. I'm assured that is of a high concern also to the board, um, and I look forward to seeing what happens in this space. There's been some concern raised with me, and so I think it's long-standing concern that the internal affairs portfolio is so broad and that there's kind of the risk of fins being lost in that. Can you guarantee that won't happen? I can guarantee that won't happen. Within my first weeks of being Minister, I've met with FENS. Um, they are a priority for me because I believe uh, that FENS is a backbone of our community, being there for other Kiwis when they're in need. Um, and everybody has huge respect for the work of our volunteer and career firefighters because they are there for people when we need them. A guarantee from their new chief, New Zealand's fire service won't be forgotten under her watch. And with a long, hot and dry summer forecast, that watch starts now. That was a newsable investigation by Aaron Darman into the state of the country's volunteer firefighting service with audio editing by Connor Scott. Remember to follow Newsable wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. And to find out more on this story, visit stuff.co.nz. Was this episode of Newsable usable? 
then back NZ News by making a financial contribution at stuff.co.nz slash support. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, what, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about gotcha journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. No, that, I what, think Chris, the, it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, yeah we're, well, I'm not worried about it at all. Okay, Nothing iffy in there. On. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts.